Well, let's pray before I speak. Father, on this Palm Sunday, will you come as the King in our lives and speak to us now? In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, it seems to me that there's um, very many budding Mary Berries out there in most households, as there's more time for baking um, and definitely more time for eating it. Um, we'll see how good they all are when we all roll out of isolation and don't fit into anything except the tracksuit for the weeks previously. But there's something there that flops or just doesn't come out planned. Well, it feels a little bit like that for Palm Sunday and as we enter into Holy Week celebrations. The usual fun when we gather, the joy as the children wave their palms and poke each other's eyes out, the triumphant singing and the time when we all together as a family would cry out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so, like everything else at the moment, uh, we'll do it differently today. We now enter Holy Week, and I love Holy Week. It's a time to reflect on the gravity of the cross, the real cost as it is relevant to my life, what my life would be, like if Jesus never came as that triumphant king on Palm Sunday, if he never went to the cross. And those times when I reflect and decide where he needs to take up reign in my inner life, where I've either held on or I haven't surrendered, or in some cases I've taken back, and those places I desperately need him to take over. In these days of uncertainty, I find himself not only wanting him to enter into my inner life, but into the external circumstances. I want him to come in and nail this virus on the head so we can get back to normal. And more than wanting it, I'm expectant of it and that he can do it. I just don't know how. And on that day in Jerusalem, as Jesus entered the city, people were expectant. Here was the king that God had promised. The king freed them from their oppression. And there were a couple of things about that entry, I think, that can reassure us this Palm Sunday. Firstly, God, in the, first, in the second verse, it says this, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. So go into the city. Still, they ask you what you're doing. Just tell them the Lord needs it and there'll be no arguments. And there were no arguments. God had gone ahead. He'd made provision. And he prepared the hearts of the owners of those donkeys way ahead of us. And he's way ahead of us now. He's ahead of us with a vaccine. He's ahead of us in the time we have together now. He's ahead of us in our decisions, in our employment, in our future. All of it has a pure and perfect plan that he's in control of. And he has every detail covered. Secondly, we know that he is a great king. In a time of crisis, people often turn to Jesus. When we realize that we can't control things, we turn to God, the one who can. 
And we cry, Hosanna to the king, believing that he can come in and change things. So often in our secular world, we look at a king or a leader and we have high expectations of what they can do and they disappoint us. Jesus is the king that never disappoints. So as you take a look at your inner life where he needs to take control, and as we look at the chaos and uncertainty of our outer lives that the virus is causing, we see many places where we need him to come in and take control. So know when you do, and when you do cry out, your king won't disappoint you. So today on Palm Sunday, we want to cry out to him, praise him, knowing he will change things. Those people in Jerusalem knew that Jesus brought hope. They knew he was who they needed. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But you see, when the people who know the king start praising and adoring and making a thing of who the king is, what happens to the crowd? the observing crowd who don't yet know him to be the king to follow. Well, it says in the scripture today, the city is stirred up. And the people who didn't know him cried, who is this man? There's another place in the scriptures um, where the same question is asked, and that's in Luke 8. And the disciples are in a boat with Jesus and a storm uh, brews up. And it's quite a, ba a bad storm and they're wondering, how they can do it helpful as he is is sleeping in the boat and he's sleeping very peacefully not waking up at all and eventually out of desperation the disciples wake him up and Jesus surprised and a bit flummoxed on why they would be worried stands up and rebukes the storm and tells the wind and the waves to still it says in verse 25 of chapter 8 of Luke's the wind and the raging waters, the storm subsided and all was calm. These were the disciples who had seen him do miracles. They'd seen him heal people, cast out demons from town to town where they went. And yet those same disciples were saying, who is this? You see, there was a power and authority they hadn't yet experienced. And it was beyond their expectations. God reveals himself in times like this in ways we don't know him. And we find out more of who he is in the moment we cry out. And so the third and last thing that we learn from it is don't expect him to be predictable. The disciples in that situation didn't expect that their king was going to or, or Jesus was going to speak to the waves and they would stop. The people on Palm Sunday, as N.T. Wright, the New Testament theologian, says, didn't think their king would days later be enthroned on a pagan cross. There's a testimony of a Christian, uh, a Christian testimony doing its rounds on social media, and someone sent it to me this week. And it's of a man who has had the virus and was uh, ill in hospital with it. And he's never felt more alone. No pastor can come, no friends can come, just alone in an isolation ward with no one around him. And on a night that um, he was thinking he might have to go on a ventilator and was terrified, he cried out to God, Lord, help me, bring someone to encourage me, do it supernaturally. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. 
And the next day, a cleaner comes in and asks him how he's doing. A short chat, finds out he's been a missionary. God had sent a missionary into his ward, someone to encourage him and then to pray for him that the Holy Spirit would be present with him. A couple of days later, um, the guy was uh, recovering and as we do, we want to eat then. And in the middle of the night, he's like, Lord, I'd really love a Coke and some prawn cocktail crisps, knowing that that's not what you're going to get in hospital when you've got no visitors. The next day, in walks the cleaner with a bag of goodies. And there were two oranges, a can of Coke, and prawn cocktail crisps. You see, God was ahead of him. He was unpredictable. Who knew a cleaner would do that for him when he cried out? So where do you need the king to enter your life today? Your inner life, where only you and he will know? And where do you need the king to enter your circumstances? And as the people of God, where are we going to be crying out? Look, here comes our king. And point the people who don't yet know him yet to see what our king can do. Our king went to the cross. And this time next week, we're going to be celebrating that he overcame the grave and rose again. Who could have predicted that in the crowd on Palm Sunday? Our king is entering in. Life will be better. He will be present in unpredictable ways. He will change us and overcome this situation that feels way bigger than us right now. And we will stand in amazement at his power and in the ways he's worked through the situation and in our own lives and in our nation. And we will each be able to say, who is this man? Hosanna, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. We're going to have a reflection song now for you to just invite the king in and reflect where you would like him to reign in your life.